The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day.
Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever, what have you. Welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of the Riffs and Rants podcast. This, of course, being our best of episode five. So today we've been uh, hunting and pecking and looking for little snippets that, well, I and Michael Sean Lee found funny uh, or interesting or sometimes both. And we're just throwing them in at a little hodgepodge for an hour's worth of slap dashery. And if that's not a word, it is now. So yeah, we led off today's episode with a little gem, one of my favorites, by the uh, George Baker selection called Little Green Bag uh, from 1969. Some of you might know it as the entrance tune to the Quentin Tarantino film Reservoir Dogs, to which I will also say... No, it's not about a little bag of pot. <laughs> it's uh, actually just a miscommunication in the title. Um, supposed to be um, a little green back. Talking about that American money. And it was a screw up that just kind of stuck. And we always just know it as a little green bag. But I thought of using that one because, like I said, I went hunting and pecking from episode 101 to episode 130. Looking for things that I felt like just playing again for whatever reason they work so without further ado and in no particular order here are some of the highlights of the last 30 episodes <laughs> brought to you by the uh, riffs and rants players yes it is the the live studio presentation of rumpelstiltskin Once upon a time, there was a miller who boasted that his pretty daughter could spin straw into gold. The king heard about this and demanded that the girl be brought to him. The king took her to a room full of straw and gave her a spinning wheel. And the king said, now get to work. If by morning you have not spun the straw into gold, you shall die. He then locked the door and left. The poor girl sat there and had no idea what to do. Eventually, she began to weep. Then suddenly, the door opened, and a little man came in. Forsooth, fair lady, what be the problem? The king says I must, I must spin the straw into gold or I must die. I don't know how to spin straw into gold. Well then, what would you give me if I did it for you? The girl gave him a necklace. The little man sat down and spun and spun and spun all through the night. In the morning, all the straw was gone and only reels of gold remained. The king was delighted, but his heart became greedy. He took the girl to a much larger room filled with straw. And the king said, If by morning you have not spun the straw into gold, you shall die. Once more, the poor girl sat and had no idea what to do. She was weeping when the door opened, and again, the little man came in. Good morning, fair lady. What will you give me this time? The girl gave him the ring on her finger, and in the morning all the straw was gone, and only reels of gold remained. The king rejoiced, but he wanted even more gold. He took the girl to an even larger room filled with straw. 
And the king said, If by morning you have spun this straw into gold, you shall be my wife. When the girl was alone, the door opened again. Highly ho, my lady. Seems you're not the spot of trouble. What will you give me this time? I have nothing left to give. Then you shall give me your first child, should you ever become queen. The girl, not knowing what else to do, promised she would. And so the straw was spun into gold, and the king married the miller's pretty daughter, and she became queen. A year later, the queen gave birth to a beautiful child. She never thought about the little man, until suddenly he came into her room. Hello, my sweet. Do you have what you have promised me? Please, I'll, I'll give you all the riches in the kingdom if you leave me my child. All the riches in the world mean nothing. I need something that is alive. That is more dear to me than all other things. The queen began crying and cried so much that the little man took pity on her. Hear me now, princess. You have softened my heart. I will give you but three days. Three days to guess my name. So the queen thought the entire night of all the names she had ever heard. She sent two messengers to go far and wide into the country and gather more names. The next day, the little man returned. Is your name Casper? No. Is it Malachi? No, certainly not. Is it, is it Balthazar? No, you insipid fool. Well, so much for the names of the three wise men bearing gifts in the New Testament. And the queen continued to say all the names she knew, and with each name, the little man grew more agitated and replied, That is not my name. On the second day, she repeated the most uncommon and curious names that she had learned from inquiring about the neighborhood. Is it Short Ribs? No, that's not my name. Sheepshanks? No, that also is not my name. Is it Lancaster? No, it is not my name. On the third day, her messengers returned. We were unable to find out any new names, but on the way back we did find a little house. And on the top of a high mountain, inside there was a little man hopping around the fire on one leg and shouting. Oh my, and what did he say? Today I bake, tomorrow I brew. The next I'll have the young queen's child. Ha! Glad I am that no one knew that Rumpelstiltskin is my name. Just then, the little man came in. Oh, now, my love, finally, what is my name? Is your name Conrad? No. Is it Harry? No, certainly not. Is it, oh, I don't know, is it, hmm... Is it Rumpelstiltskin? No! Oh, Blazes, no! Burn your soul in hell!
in his anger, he plunged his right foot so deep into the ground that his entire leg went in. With both hands, he then pulled his leg so hard that he tore himself in two. The end. If given the opportunity, and I saw seated at a table, usually together, uh-huh. uh, Gil Gerard and Aaron Gray Whoa. from Buck Rogers in the 25th Whoa. century, yep. I would just love that. I would pay upwards of $50 for it. Especially with both of them, I'd do a hundred wow. just to get them all in the same picture. Oh yeah! Because as a kid, not only did I just love the shit out of that show, yep. But based on my age at the time, here's a fun fact. All right, I had a bit of a like a first grade crush on on Aaron Gray, <laughs> and never was it more apparent yeah. than many many years later. Okay, that I was looking at a picture of my former fiance. And realized how identical she looked. Aaron oh, wow. Gray. Okay. Okay. And I, ne- I had never consciously thought about it yeah, during our entire relationship. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. And then I looked at it. I was like, "Holy shit! It's Wilma Deering. That's what drove that whole thing." Wow. I remember in LA and hanging out in a lot of the areas when Oliver Stone was filming it. A lot of my friends were extras in those. But as soon as you turn the volume up and you listen to. You know, the liberties he took with the actual right. story. It's like, I'm going to kill that bastard. If I ever see him, I'm breaking his fucking neck. You know, as a yep. huge Doors fan that I am. You know? And as I've said to many of my former loves, don't ruin it by talking. <laughs> Another very special episode of the Riffs and Rants podcast. This one's very special because, as if you didn't already guess, I don't sound as velvety smooth as I normally do. And that's because, finally, talk about being late on a fad, Johnny went and got the COVID. Yep. That it had, uh, it had gotten a hold of you. Yeah, well, I knew uh, at some point my superior genes would kick in. There we go. And uh, I think as a kid, with all my sicknesses, all the medicines the doctors gave me that probably weren't approved yet, I've got some latent <laughs> superpowers that are just itching to kick in. Yes. So, hey. Yeah, pediatric medicine in the 70s, huh? Oh, God. <laughs> Let's try this. You think it'll work? I don't know. Right? Let's find out. If that don't get it up, cough harder. <laughs> huh. A lot of people say, you know, Johnny, what, what's his deal? Is it, what, what is what is he, uh, a Nazi? Is he, uh, is he a Soviet guy? He, sometimes he sounds like Schwarzenegger. Like, what's his deal? And I say, look, he's just a, a kindly old man that lives down the street that uh, has got some stories and some life experiences, and he, he likes to come share them with us. That's all. What? Nothing to see here. It's all good. All right, all right. Let's bring him in. Yep, there he is, the man of the hour, Professor Snoof. How are you? Yes, yes. Thank you, Johnny. And welcome, everyone, to another scintillating episode of The Doctor is Incognito. And I am your host, uh, Professor Heinrich Snoof. Good to have you, Doctor. Oh, in this episode, Johnny, I wanted to talk about uh, some laws and uh, the uh, legislation in Florida uh, that seems to be in the news these days. Yep, sure is. Uh, Specifically, the the law they call Don't Say Gay. Yeah. Yes, that is... Well, no, 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 no. They don't say, 
they don't say gay in the right. law. It's got a number. No, I don't know how they get the name. You know, the liberals, they <laughs> they just, yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's one so it's, it's got a, uh, a number. Yeah, one five name. And, uh, yeah, they say don't say gay. So basically... Uh, it says, you know, you don't want to talk to children in the classroom over the, the sex talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the, the thing now where they don't know if there's a, a boy or girl and yeah, what the, the, the pee-pee does and, <laughs> yep, you know, the, and the sex talk. That. So uh, they sure. say the children... Uh, they're too young to understand and talk uh, about this, and it should be the job of of the parents at the right. home to talk about uh, the sex talk and and what the peepee goes and mm-hmm. yeah yeah yes I do agree I I, I, I do agree uh, yes, and agree. you may find it surprising and uh, since my my both scientific and military background ah uh, sometimes facilitated uh, practices which were uh, sometimes deemed a little um, uh, macabre yeah, or strange. Yeah, true. But, you know, <laughs> trust me, nothing is as strange as, as talking to kindergarten children about sex. You see uh, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you say that. Uh, it's, it's the liberal left and, and mm. the woke Generation, oh, I'm so sick of hearing that. Right? Oh, they want to wake up. I give them something to wake up to. Oh, you trust boy. me on that, Johnny? <laughs> you would. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah, it's 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 only the the, the one state, but uh, so I believe it is only a matter of time right. before right. it would spread. So that is why people are, are upset. And mm-hmm. yes, yes, uh, I I was listening to a. Uh, a, a previous episode of the Riffs and the Rants. Yeah, we and talked you, about And you it. touched on that with Michael Shorty. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. Some people just, they, they don't mind. They think it's okay. Or or they might say, well, they're going to learn on internet anyway. Yep, some people um, say that. To which I say, I don't know many kindergartners on internet uh Reading articles with with words that are uh, uh, bigger than than they are, you know. I just, I, I'm silly that way. But um, my personal opinion: these are things again that should be taught in the home. Uh, it is not the place of anybody else to to tell us what to do. Now, right. that being said, um, one of my good friends uh, started a, a company many many year ago. Uh, Mr. Walt Disney, I, I know you you heard oh, of him. Sure. He did the funny, the cartoon Disney. thing with the with the duck and the right. and the, the goofy and the dwarfs and yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yeah he's, he's he was a weird one too. But we shared the same uh, <laughs> political views. We, yeah, we, we yeah, did. did. Uh, yeah, well, we'll talk about that another day. But right, yes, Walt enough. Disney, I we were friends uh, back in the day, as the kids mm. say. Um, and now they've gotten involved too, and their employees uh, are saying yay. And then now there's the others, um, other employees say no. Mm-hmm. And um, I have found as as good practice in my life, making decisions and, and establishing policy, uh, not to take the word of people 
who dress up in in big fuzzy costumes oh, and don't talk normally, absolutely. or or people who <laughs> who say please step out to the right yeah. as the ride comes to an end. I, I I don't think they're experts on on much. <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to no, agree with you there. Um, Again. So, so those are my feelings on, on that. I just mm-hmm. wanted to come on and say that. And, and also, uh, I'm very upset that my my um, uh, uh, uh Tula McBride, is no longer with the station. That is yeah, very bad, John. Yeah. Maybe you uh, you hire another muse for me, perhaps. Yeah. Well, well, I come we'll by a visit. We'll I, I bring her some 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 strudel. Oh, uh, no, no, no. No, no, actual, I, I know, that was out of line, but yeah, you know, this was. time I will I will bring actual strudel uh, baked actual, goods, or okay. some schnitzel, perhaps, I don't okay. know, and maybe a, a bottle of the, the, the Jägermeister, <laughs> so just to loosen her up, so, so again, Zani, thank you so much, no, no, of thank course. you, no, thank you, it, yes, yes, spring is here, I'm so excited, it is yeah. time to, to, uh, to do the landscaping and make everything perfect and and beautiful i see you've already started too very yes, good very good must maintain an orderly orderly neighborhood all Indeed. right all right Indeed. of course i'm right <laughs> uh so thank you for listening uh and uh again this is uh professor heinrich snoof with the doctor is incognito all right outstanding thank you so much <laughs> professor snoof we'll see you the next time out yeah. However, so for anybody who you know has pretty much been living in a cave for the last hundred years, that was the Beatles doing a classic called "Back in the USSR." You always reference caves. Do I? You do. You look down upon those who live in caves as well. You know, that's I, it's not I very probably, woke. I probably shouldn't do that. No, no probably shouldn't. No. I mean, as long as you got a good Wi-Fi feed in the cave, you're good. Right. You know, you're cool. Right. You're cool. So. <laughs> If, if, if he if, wants to play the genie, out? here's a magic trick for you. Oh, <laughs> want to see your career disappear? Oh, boy. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it's on. It's definitely on. It's like a wildfire that's out of control, and you can see what's going to happen. Uh, it's, it's no way of stopping it. And, and we are, of course, referring to yeah, the you, slap heard around the world. Yeah, if you're just coming out of your cave with the shitty <laughs> Again, Wi-Fi, you're making fun of cave people. Yeah, I know, I know. They knew when we needed it the most. Yes. So, guys, and I'm sorry your marriage was obviously sure. a dark... Uh, Did you just soil yourself? Uh, and and, and twisted affair. Of ass. Of, yeah, of, <laughs> you know, booze and drugs and, and breaking furniture and, you know... <laughs> Pooping on beds oh, and cutting Lord, off fingers. I know, and I know. Cuckold but stuff. Again, yeah, but again... <laughs> Great distraction. I'm kind of sorry it's over. Oh, that was fun. I'm glad you that enjoyed was, it. That was fun <laughs> for me on so many different levels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody's noticed a, a distinct lack of Jane's Addiction songs in the uh, Riffs and Rants uh, uh, not that cable many in their catalog. Of, uh, of gems. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, it, it's... Kind of, you know, in all in all honesty, it's it's a forced discipline because, yeah, I, I inclined to fall back on the easy and on the familiar, and uh, if it wasn't for the fact that you know Johnny's waiting there saying no, 
<laughs> I probably would do that more often than I should. So hey, let's open up uh, the whole catalog of Jane's Addiction, and I will every episode do uh, one song from David Leroth's solo discography. That would be an interesting trade-off. I might be tempted to make that deal. Johnny hates it, doesn't buy it. So good, bad, or the ugly, what you hear from me, at least 9.5 out of 10 times, mm -hmm. is how I really feel about something. Yeah. And I could say the same for you, Michael. We don't put on airs mm, here. No, we usually don't hold back. And I got to say, this puts the fullest shit meter in the red completely. Yes. yes. <laughs> Who the fuck are these people? Well, here we go. Heavens to Murgatroyd. There's a little show that's been on the USA Network for some time now. Quote, unquote, reality TV. Reality yeah. TV, right? Like as if reality wasn't shit enough. Nice. Um, and chiefly, it revolves around the Chrisley family. Boy lovers. Uh, Patriarch Todd. What the hell are you talking about? I am not gay. Mama Bear, uh, Julie, I think her name is. Oh, yeah, something like that. You got the, the grandma with the flappy hoagie arms, like a flying squirrel. You want to push her off a cliff. You've got two. The Osmond kids. Yeah. The, well, it, yeah. Well, am a, I actually saying this? Take in, a in, fucking baseball bat to all of them. Well, I'm know? actually going to say in 2022, creepier than the Osmond they kids. They are way creepier. And I they? watched that shit in the 70s when they had their Osmond show. <laughs> and that was some creepy shit. Yeah, indeed it was. But I'm yeah. just saying, the, the two kids whose names escape me, and trust me, folks, you don't even need to know their no, names. No, no, the names would just give you You got shows. the entitled daughter who, like, look, at, at 2 a.m. On, on a slow bar night, of course, we're throwing ourselves at her. No doubt. Um, like AOC, basically. <laughs> but then you got the son who, like his father, really questionable sexuality, just uh, amounts to nothing. Yeah. And then you got the little boy, which is the only one that I actually feel bad for in his family, because this kid doesn't know what's going on. He's doing yep. what he's told. He's got yep. marching orders. Pretty much. But anyway, the story, or the main topic today, revolves around the tragic fall of the Chrisley Kingdom due to, and do we have an exact uh, number, amount they, they, of the they indictments? Hit. <laughs> they hit, yeah. They hit every single possible... They hit the IRS yeah. jackpot. Yeah. Hey gang, I hope you're enjoying this very special Best of Volume 5 of the Rips and Rants podcast. Having fun putting it together. So many fun memories over the past, well, gee, I don't know, six months or so. We love doing this podcast and we so appreciate everybody tuning in for, for the last couple of years we've been doing it. Uh, we're looking to change some things up in the future. Nothing drastic, but uh, yeah, maybe carrying some stuff over to... YouTube. Eh, we're just thinking about it. Why not? Get some clicks, do some stuff, make some side scratch. Am I right? Everybody needs a side hustle in this Joe Biden's economy. <laughs> now back to the skits. I guess you could say that could be mildly annoying. Like, uh, they got your friggin' cafe. Right, they make your coffee blah, wrong. Blah, blah, blah. Sure. Order wrong. Mm hmm. Damn, you know, I'm going to have to stand here for another five minutes. Right. Shit. Do you understand me, you crazy fuck? Yeah, but yeah, they go completely apeshit nuts on you. Uh -huh. And then, yeah, what do you do? What do you do when you're face-to-face -face with a Karen? Right. How do you react to that? And my sympathy is, you know, especially in retail and restaurant settings, yes. you can't run away, you can't ignore, because of that, that old bullshit axiom, the customer is always right. Uh, oh, are they? I hope whoever made that up is dead like three times over. Yeah, run over by a truck. Right. Twice. Twice. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, never could anything be more false than that statement. Yeah. But they hide behind, you know, despite their out-of-control 
irregular behavior. They hide behind all these basic tenets of polite society. Yeah. Excuse me! So they're at one point acting out, but still at the same time playing the role of the victim. Woe is me. Get the manager. I need to talk to somebody. That's a crazy duality, too. Isn't right. It? Because, yeah, you're exactly right. That's exactly what they're, they're doing. They're both of them at the same time, and that throws people off because they're like, should I hate this person? And then if they start crying, you're like, oh, do I feel bad for them now? Like, what's going on yeah, here? Yeah, it's pathological. Uh, epic, unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunately epic tale of P. Rose. Yes, and in, in this instance, uh, poking his head up like it's Groundhog Day. Yeah. He uh, was scheduled to appear uh, an honoring of the, uh, I believe it was the 81 Phillies that won the World Series. I think so, yeah. And, uh, you know, looking back, even as a Mets fan, I mean, they had a great team. And he was, of course, an integral part of that. So they decided to get them together for the anniversary. And all that, in and of itself, is, is fine and good, okay? Yep. Yep. And it was extra specially nice, because here we are. This is obviously a uh, Major League Baseball-sanctioned event. Yeah. And yet, they've seen fit to include Pete Rose. <sighs> so once again, it's kind of like rumblings on the horizon. Well, yep. maybe they'll, they'll let him in the hall before he dies and yeah. this and that. Let's fuck with Pete just a little bit more. Right. Well, yeah. all you had to do to up that ante was to make this event itself happen in Philadelphia. Oh. So we start off with him getting introduced to perhaps a low chorus of booze, but nothing too visceral, yeah. okay? Well, for Philadelphia, at least. Right. Welcome to the party, pal! Right. And then that eventually turned into cheers, and I was like, okay, fine, hey, Pete Rose, Pete Rose. Right. So after the obvious you know, photo ops and whatnot, yeah. the, uh, the local news media, and this, I'm sure some young journalists in there trying to make a name for themselves, yep. going after the 80-something-year-old Pete Rose. 83, I believe. 83. Yeah. Same damn haircut, too. Yeah, right? no doubt. <laughs> Adam from 8 is Enough called. He wants his haircut back. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. But they uh, were referencing uh, an alleged instance of him having uh, sex with an underage girl. Oh, my goodness. Many, many years ago. To which, uh, when it's come up, he always defends himself by saying it happened in Ohio, where she was at least 16, which right. was the age of consent, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So rather than defer the question or say, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not looking at comment on that right now, yeah. he comes back with... <laughs> To the female journalist who initially asked it. Yes. Babe, that was 55 years ago. <laughs> Shit, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. <laughs> First of all, babe is kind of a, like a dated, yeah, just a little. misogynistic word to begin yeah, with. Just a little. Babe. <laughs> not, uh, not helping your case much on that one, Yeah, Pete. not helping his case much. And then after that, because then like another guy chimed in, and he just really wanted no part of this line of questioning. Yeah. So they kind of you know, sequester him away, where he's now going to join the broadcast booth. Oh, God. No, man. At which he has, in little snippets over the years, and actually done kind of well. He's, yeah. he's got you know, a, a well-honed baseball mind. Right. And, except this time... It was full of expletives that had to get bleeped out. Oh, <laughs> boy. A bunch of guys looking at each other in the booth like, oh. And if you say a word about this over the radio, the next wings you see will belong to the flies buzzing over your rotting corpse. All right, well, let's just, let's just put you in your place with this one. All right. In Billy Joel's Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. Oh, he's going to the Billy Joel Yes, folks. he is. Oh, God. Fuck off. All right. Where did Brenda and Eddie buy a couple of paintings for their apartment? 
oh. Because I have only a vague memory of that song. No, you got me on that one. No, no well, clue. Thank no God. clue. Okay. And a couple of paintings from Sears. Is that what the lyric Sears. was? Was it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, woo! We are All still right. live. All right. All right. You're up, sir. Coming around. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Number two from the Rolling Stones song Get Off of My Cloud. Uh, the lyrics, second verse uh, the telephone is ringing. I said, Hi, it's me. They're on the line. A voice says, Hi, hello. How are you? I guess I'm doing fine. The voice then says, It's 3 a.m. There's too much noise. Don't you people ever want to go to bed? Just because you feel so good, do you have to do what? What is that lyric? Would you like me to read it to you again? No, no, because I'm not going to know. Ah, okay. Just because you feel so good, do you have to drive me out of my head? Yeah. It's, yeah. Really? Well, you took this one literally, didn't you? Oh, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of here's the Here's the game, John. Just know the lyrics for every song ever made. I we'll kind of right. figured you'd kill me on this, but... Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to discuss this whole Britney Griner thing. Indeed. Britney, bitch. Yeah. Um, wow. So uh, let's billboard it like this. You know, Britney Griner, colon. Britney, bitch. Christ-like figure. Uh, Count of Monte Cristo, uh, John the Baptist. I mean, is, is she really a maligned figure like these other famous people? Yeah. Let's throw in, um, what's his name? Nelson Mandela. Let's throw yeah. him in there as yeah. well. A lot of spin on this. Stephen one. Biko. A lot uh, of spin. Yeah, really. <laughs> or is she an overly entitled athlete who broke the laws of a sovereign country and for some reason doesn't want to seem to face the music? Hmm. You know, I'm going to ask you this like I do with a lot of topics in that I don't trust the news media, you know, to tell us what's really going That's on you. here. Yep. I certainly don't trust the Russian government right. to be above board and truthful about this. I don't have a hell of a lot of trust in the American government either. Yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of spin here. There's a lot of mm -hmm. stuff going on that a lot of people from their statements clearly don't understand. Right. Um, you know, at the center of this is a human being. Uh, kind of feel bad for the situation she's in, but... Have you ever been in a in a Turkish prison? You know, there's there's a good reason to believe she put herself there. Shout out to all you 35 to 55 white males listening. Thank you for your support. Rock on, my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> like a legend and an out of work bum, look a lot alike, Daddy. And in a decidedly different light than their previous incarnations to be all-inclusive in terms of the ethnicity of the characters and the yes, actors that have. play them. Yes. Okay? Yeah. And we would think, and I think we're in agreement on this, that mm -hmm. in 2022, with everything that's going on in the world, where yeah. we've arrived, yeah. that would be no big deal. Okay? But as many people <laughs> as have humorously observed on Twitter and whatnot, you know... <laughs> <laughs> One person had said something to the effect of, you know, all these years, you know, including every Egyptian, uh, every, per every, every Indian leader, Jesus, Santa Claus. It's like, you know, everybody that didn't need necessarily to be white has always been portrayed as such. Yeah. But you throw a black character 
into the Game of Thrones oh, <laughs> universe, yeah. and everybody loses their shit. They you do. know, they do. And and on the other end, with the Lord of the Rings, it's like, yeah, you can believe in elves, dwarves, hobbits, and dragons, but a black character is just, you know, crossing the the, the fourth oh, yeah. wall. Hey. Inconceivable. Two words. Twitter erupts. Okay, <laughs> right. there you go. And there you have it, gang. That is our very, very special Best of Volume 5 of the Riffs and Rants podcast. I hope you enjoyed little snippets, took you back for some lighter moments and some topical things. So let's see, who do I thank? Well, I thank everybody. I thank you guys most of all for tuning in uh, almost on a weekly basis and checking out the insane ramblings of two burnt-out minds, both myself and my partner in crime, Michael Sean Lee. Uh, Shout out to him, because without him, I could not do this. The man's musical knowledge through a garbled mind is still quite, quite impressive. And as a matter of fact, since he didn't get any direct input in this episode, I will grant him a boon, because he always wants to play certain groups. (laughs) One of them being the Rolling Stones, which I have a hard time saying no to, because they've got so many great songs. But I like to say that between the two of us, we know every cl- uh, classic rock song ever made, and we need to, like, flex that knowledge, you know? Got to have some kind of reason for people to come back. So I'm going to break my, my ban that I've got him on with the Stones and uh, do a song that reminds me of him for all the obvious reasons. little tune called Monkey Man from 1969 off the Let It Bleed album. Uh, it's a fun tune, and it's all about Michael Sean Lee. So, again, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Here's to another God knows how many episodes. You know, this is 130. Oof. We never planned on going past 30. Just saying. So, take care, everybody. And as always, I am Johnny Teflon.
manquer 